This is the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you want to be inspired, encouraged, uplifted and captivated by the stories of others who have been brave enough to vocalise their dreams and then do the work to achieve them. I'm your host, Laura Cruz, a coach and fellow dreamer who has made her dreams come true and can help you to do the same. Listen each week as I share with you tales of dreams achieved both by my guests and me. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Search for Laura Cruz Coaching. Enjoy the episode. Hello, I'm back. It's Laura and I want to talk to you today about taking risks. Can you hear that bird in the background? I'm sat at my desk at the end of my lounge with the bifold doors open. So uh, it's a lovely sunny day. And uh, so I've got the doors open. So you'll have the birds twittering as I talk, but I quite like it. It's too warm to have the door shut. And it's lovely to have um, the view of the garden and the view of my office, which is nearly, nearly, nearly complete. That's a very loud bird, isn't it? Um, in my office, which is nearly complete. And I'm so excited. I'm going to have a launch party when uh, when it's open. And then I can do all sorts of things like actually have clients come visit me um, in my office, which would be amazing because in all the time I've been working for myself, I have only had two face-to-face client meetings. That bird is doing that to annoy me, I'm sure. I hope this doesn't come out so loud and awful that uh, you can't hear what I'm saying. So today I want to talk to you He's messing with me, isn't he? Today I want to talk to you about the power of taking risks. When was the last time you took a risk? When was the last time you thought you would step out of your comfort zone and do something quite different, quite new for you, something which you wouldn't normally do, something which would challenge you in the sense that it might make you feel uncomfortable, it might make you feel a bit scared, it might make you feel fearful, it might make you feel worried about the outcome. I think the reality is that over the last 18 months or however however long it is we've been uh, in lockdown or, you know, during the pandemic, we've got used to not taking risks, haven't we? Because actually our whole world has been closed off, so we, we haven't been able to take risks. So we've just stayed very comfortable in our in our homes because we've not been able to go out and uh, we stopped taking risks. And I think sometimes the more that you don't take risks, the less likely you are to do it. Um, So last week I took a bit of a risk because I really wanted to go to Spain to see my parents who live out there, who I've not seen for nearly two years. My father has been very ill this year and uh, it's been absolutely heartbreaking to be here and not to be able to get out to see them and particularly to see my dad who was incredibly ill um, and in hospital and that kind of helplessness I felt when I was here in the UK. Normally I would have just, you know, gone to the airport with a passport and just gone, you know, just not even taken a bag maybe, just gone because I needed to go. Um, I wasn't able to do that and that was so difficult I felt quite redundant and and worried about my mum and and how I I couldn't support her in her time of need as well as my dad. Um, 
so last week, uh, so I'd been talking to my husband about wanting to go to Spain. Obviously, they changed that you didn't have to have a test to get in, which is not a problem having the test. It's just that it makes the trip so much more expensive. So um, I was talking to my husband about it last week, about the fact that I wanted to go out to Spain to see my parents and I was hoping to go next month. And he said, oh, I don't know whether you'll make it, you know, if, if they close the borders again, like France did, maybe maybe you should go now. And so this was Tuesday night last week. So I was thinking, oh, yeah, he's right. Maybe I should go now. So I looked at my diary and I looked, I've got, you know, some work stuff coming in that I, you know, can't move. I've committed to. So what can I do? And I thought, I just looked at the flights and I looked at the flights for the next day. And there was a flight at four o'clock the next day. This is it, kind of six o'clock in the previous evening. And I said, oh, I said to him, well, how about if I go tomorrow then? I'll just, uh, I'll just go tomorrow. And he said, tomorrow that's really quick are you sure and I said yep yep so um I spoke to the kids and agreed that I would go and you know then set about all the paperwork it's not as simple as just booking a flight anymore there's lots of uh, documentation you have to do to get you in but it made me think about when you take risk and what that means um it wasn't a huge risk I guess last week but it is an amber country you're not really supposed to travel I had a legitimate reason in the sense that my father's been ill but um, for other people on the plane traveling, I'm not sure that they necessarily, I would be interested to know what they would have said if they were challenged. So perhaps there was an element of risk for me because I did feel that, you know, I was worried that um, my mum had heard horror stories of people being turned away either um, at the airport in the UK or in the airport in Spain. And then I, and then like basically being deported. So, it all felt quite risky. And I wrote a social media post about how like it felt like I was in a film, you know, when the baddies are chasing you and you're trying to get on a plane and, and, um, you know, the plane's just about to take off and the baddies are still trying to stop the plane from taking off. So when it actually took off and I was in the air, I shed a tear at the fact that I'd actually been able to make it and that I knew that I'd seen my dad and my mum in a couple of hours. So there was some risk there, some perhaps. But in my early 20s, I took a massive risk, huge risk. I um, I met somebody and I fell in love with them and I wanted to have a relationship with them and uh, they were going to go and work abroad. So uh, I initially said, oh, you know, this won't work. We, we won't have a relationship because I don't want to go abroad. I'd never heard of Singapore. I didn't even know where it was. And... Uh, you might think I'm a bit stupid. I'd never heard of Singapore, but geography has never been my strong point. So I didn't, you know, I didn't know where it was. Didn't know if I wanted to go, but actually, um, I really wanted to be with him. So, um, I decided that I would go with him and, uh, we got engaged after a whirlwind, uh, six week romance and I followed him out to Singapore. Now, lots of people around me said that I was making the biggest mistake of my life. This was such a huge risk, why was I doing that? I was fresh out of university. I was 22. I had just secured, literally just secured, you know, I was about three or four months in my first proper, proper job after university. And I had a good job working as a marketing assistant for a motor manufacturer. And, uh, you know, it could have taken me places. It was a good job and I'd, you know, good boss and good team around me. And I was earning, you know, good money. Um, for the time, you'd laugh now at what I was earning, but it was good money at the time. I was earning £11,000 a year. It was, a, it was a lot of money. 
back in um, uh, 97. It felt like a fortune. And um, so lots of people around me said, oh, my God, you're absolutely mad. Why would you do that? Don't take that risk. You don't even know him. You know, don't go. Just stay here. Stay here. It's safe. You know, it's fine. You'll be fine here. Just stay here. Give up on that dream of, of following him. But I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I just knew I couldn't. And I wanted to know if we could make a relationship work. And I wanted to know if I could deal with living in another country. And I just wanted to try it. And once I got it in my head, I couldn't get it out of my head. So um, I uh, I decided I would take the plunge. I'd take the risk. I, I, he went first. I took him to the airport. It was very hard to say goodbye. I went back to the office and uh, my boss sent me away and said, uh, go, go and see your parents for the weekend and, and, you know, get yourself together. And over that weekend with my parents, I talked it through with them and said, I'm, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to go now. And uh, they said, yeah. And they were hugely supportive and said, yes, I think you should go because you'll regret it if you don't take that risk and go. So I did. So I went back, gave my notice, worked my four weeks, then did a couple of weeks sorting out, you know, my life and, and selling stuff and getting rid of stuff. And I jumped on a plane at the beginning of September 97 and uh, flew out to uh, live with somebody who I didn't really know. I'd never lived with anybody. Um, I didn't have a visa. We were engaged, but that didn't mean that I could stay there. And uh, so it was a massive risk and the risk continued because I then had to get a job to get a visa and I kept having my visa rejected and I thought I was going to be deported and I think I'd had a letter saying they were going to deport me it's a much longer story and uh but uh lots and lots of things around that situation were really frightening really frightening as a 22 year old going to live in another part of the world didn't know anybody lots of people there were much older than me and had children and I was you know maybe still a child myself 22 it was really frightening but in my heart, I knew that that was a risk that I really wanted to take. I knew that if I didn't go, I'd regret it. I knew that if I hadn't taken the opportunity to jump, to go and live somewhere else, I mean, who else gets that opportunity? Perhaps now that opportunity comes around more frequently. But back then in the late nineties, I didn't know anybody else who was going to go abroad. I knew people who were going to travel, but I didn't know anybody who was actually going to go and work abroad. So this was my opportunity to do something really different, step outside my comfort zone and see what happened. So I did it. And I'll be honest with you, it was pretty hard for the first probably six months because I was so homesick. I missed my parents terribly and I really wanted to come home. But, um, then I settled into it and, uh, you know, settled into life, living with somebody and, you know, and then we stayed out there and instead of staying there for three years, we stayed for four. Um, so it's just one of those things where, you know, the fear could have stopped me. And the if I'd listened to what others were saying, I wouldn't have gone. I just wouldn't. And even when, and honestly, even when I say this to you now, even when I was at the airport and my mum had arranged for all my friends to come and say goodbye to me. So we were at Heathrow and I was beside myself because I was so scared about what I was going to do. I just didn't know. Like at that last minute, I wasn't sure I was doing the right thing. And um, I said goodbye to everybody, very tearful goodbye to my friends and my family and my brother. And I was walking down the um, 
the ramp to go into the departure lounge and I was absolutely crying my eyes out, like absolutely devastated, just so worried about what lay ahead. And uh, my brother came down and he said something to me and he said, are you all right, sis? And I said, no, I'm absolutely terrified. I, I'm so worried about what's, you know, what I'm going to, like if I if I made a mistake, is this the right thing? And he said, oh, you should go. You might as well go because uh, you've uh, you've got rid of everything. You've sold everything. I've given him my car. You've sold everything. You've got nowhere to live. You gave up your job. You've got nothing left here, so you might as well go. And when he said that to me, I was absolutely devastated. I thought, what a horrible thing to say to your sister who's crying. I later found out quite a long time later that my mum had made him say it because she knew that I was wavering. I was just at the point where I could have quite happily just gone, actually, take me home. I'm not going to do it. And it was the push that I needed to to take that risk and to go and to get on this 13-hour flight into a new life, which uh, a new life that I had no idea of, you know, what it was going to involve. So the reason I share that story with you is I think that we often don't take risks because we're so frightened, we're so fearful. We feel like we don't know what's going to happen. Like I didn't know anything about Singapore. I didn't know... I didn't know about where I was going to live. I didn't know what I was going to do for work. I didn't know who I was going to have as friends. I'd never lived with anybody. I didn't know much about my fiance, to be fair. Um, so we all have fear and, and fear can be paralyzing and it can stop you from getting out there and taking that risk. We also always want perfection. So we think that things should be, oh, just perfect all the way through and, and they can't be untidy or ugly or bumpy they must be absolutely perfect it's got to be perfect or I'm not going to do it we worry about what other people will say so other people it's it's so interesting because I've been doing a series of webinars about how other people hold us back because we get so worried about what other people will say and you find that when I'm coaching clients they'll say what will people say and I ask them which people and they'll say, people. I say, yeah, but which people? Oh, I don't know, just people. Yeah, but which people will say? What, you know, which people are you worrying about? Is it somebody that you've met at the corner shop that you're not really that bothered about what they say? Don't worry. Don't worry. We get so tied up in what other people will say. And actually, often, the reason that other people comment is because it comes from a place of fear or envy or resentment or... It just, it's their issue. It's not your issue. So we worry what other people will say. We also think that things will be really overwhelming. Like I couldn't possibly do that. I couldn't take that risk because it's so massively overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. And that's why I created my dream method where I take my clients through a real structured kind of process around what it is that they want to achieve, what their dream is, how they're going to achieve it, what it's all about, why it's important, what they might do to get there, connect in with their why, understand it, sort their energy out, connect in with all the fantastic things that they're going to get if they achieve this dream. That's why taking risks is good. In some ways. Now, I just put a caveat in here. I often do this. I put a caveat in here. When I say taking risks, I'm not talking about, you know, 
illegal or unsafe or unhealthy risks. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about risks in life, risks of doing things that would make you happy, risk something to see if you would have a better life or a better relationship or, you know, I don't know, more opportunities, a better work-life balance, doesn't matter what it is. And I think one of the other reasons that people take risks is um, they don't quite know where they're going to get to. So they don't quite know where the journey is going to end. So they think, oh, I'll just, I'll just stay put because I don't quite know all of the steps that are going to take me there. But that's fine because you're going to learn as you go along. If I think about me going to Singapore, I was absolutely blooming clueless, clueless. But it didn't matter because I found my way through it. I did find my way through it and it was fine. Remember, it's about progress, not perfection. But also when you think about that, remember that nobody is judging you except you. Nobody is sitting there saying, oh, look at Laura doing all that. Well, actually they might be, but I can't hear them, so it's fine. Um, Nobody's judging you except you. You are your own worst critic. You are your harshest critic and you are the person that's going to find fault and see that, you know, that one thing you did wrong versus the 99 things you did right. You are the only person that's going to say uh, that it wasn't good enough or you weren't clever enough or smart enough or that was the wrong thing to do. You are the only one who's going to break you. It's just you. Nobody is judging you except you. Nobody is noticing all of those things that aren't quite right. It's just you. It's just you. Remember that in life, staying the same, so not taking any risk and, and staying in the in the life that you've got and, and not trying that new thing. Now, don't get me wrong. If that floats your boat, then that's absolutely fine, of course. But if you desire to take a risk, if you want to try something new, you might be saying to yourself, I know, yeah, but staying the same is easy, isn't it? It's just easy because I know it. I know how to do it. It's really comfortable. Like I absolutely know what I'm going to do. So fine because I'm comfortable with that. And I also feel it's really safe. Like nothing's going to happen. It's really safe. We might all have thought that before the pandemic, right? We might all have thought that things were safe and things are very different now to what they were before uh, COVID-19 was a thing. But if you stay the same, if you stay in that comfortable and safe zone, that also can be quite boring. It can be quite stifling. It can be quite repetitive. It can be quite routine. It can keep you in that same kind of pattern of what you're doing. And actually, that might be fine for a certain period of time. And then you might think, no, I don't want this anymore. I want to take a risk. I want to do something different. I want to break free. I want to change my routine. I want to risk something. I want to see if I can make that work. I want to challenge myself. I want to see if I've got what it takes. I want to learn that thing. I want to do that thing. I want to feel that thing. All of those things. So remember, don't look back and regret that you didn't try something. Never think later on in your life, oh, I wish I'd done that thing. I wish I'd travelled to that place. I wish I'd eaten that food. I wish I'd drunk that drink. I wish I'd taken a chance on that relationship. I wish I'd 
make friends with that person. I wish I'd traveled to that country. Or conversely, I wish I'd stepped away from that thing that wasn't making me happy, happy anymore or that thing that didn't serve me anymore. I wish I'd taken the risk to see if I could have had a better life. I wish, I wish, I wish. Don't look back and regret that you didn't try something or you didn't do that thing because the regret is far worse than the fear of getting out there and doing it in the first place. So I'm going to leave you with the thought that taking risks, there's huge power in it. There's huge power in it for you. Take that risk. Try that new thing. Challenge yourself. See if it's what you really want to do. Do you know what? If it isn't, if it doesn't work out the way you wanted, at least you gave it a try. And that, my friend, is the power of taking risks. If this episode has resonated with you, I would absolutely love to hear your comments. What's the biggest risk you've ever taken? Did it pay off? And uh, perhaps you'd like to share that story with me. I'd love to hear it. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for listening. I'd love it if you would uh, subscribe to the podcast and perhaps leave a review, a five-star one if you like, um, because that helps other people to find the podcast and I would absolutely love to do that. I shall see you next time, my fellow dreamer. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. Don't forget to come and find me on social media to see if I can help you to pursue your own dreams. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.